July 7th, 2021. We're continuing in this series on hotels and halakha. And uh, last week, of course, we talked about in a situation where you're staying at a hotel and even during a weekday in the morning or at any point where you need to do netilat yadayim, how are you to do netilat yadayim if the only access to a sink is the bathroom? This week, let's talk about closer to Shabbat issues um, or actually Shabbat issues, but really arising on Friday afternoon right before the beginning of Shabbat. Let's talk about lighting Shabbat candles in a hotel. Parenthetically, I will tell you, Two years ago, last year was the pandemic, so there weren't uh, so many in-person classes during the summer. Two years ago, we did a series on, anyone remember? Porch minyan. At the time, it was a bit of a niche topic. It was some people on Shabbat afternoon, on Friday night during the summer, have porch minyanim. Would you know it? As a result of those classes, we had a full year in which the word porch minyan was a normal thing. People did porch minyanim throughout COVID time. And as a result, there was a lot more relevancy. I'm only hoping and praying to God that hotels and halakha series means that in a year from now, we'll just have a relevancy to hotels uh, in a very, uh, a very prevalent fashion. Okay, well, that being the case, let's deal with lighting Shabbat candles. Now, why is lighting Shabbat candles an issue specifically in the context of a hotel as opposed to at your home? Of course, it's not. But when you're in a hotel, there's specific issues that would arise. What sort of issues would arise? Well, in a hotel, generally speaking, you're not allowed to light a fire in the room that you're staying. So how could you have a candle or candles lit in the room if you're not allowed to? So that's what we're gonna, we're gonna spend the whole class on this. Maybe you have the answer already. So let's, uh, let's uh, backdrop just in terms of developing this um, and, and going further with it. First and foremost, when does a person, generally speaking, light candles? We've, many of us have heard of that 18-minute idea, right? 18 minutes is, generally speaking, a minhag Yisrael. So 18 minutes before Shabbat, lighting candles. What is Shabbat? The rise of Shabbat, of course, is Shki'at HaChama. In Israel, in Yerushalayim, there are different minhagim, but amongst the Sfaradim, as per HaChama Vadya Yosef, it's always been about 20 minutes as well. What happens once a person lights candles? What happens is they've lit candles. If they have in mind to accept Shabbat with the lighting of candles, then they've performed what's called Tosefet Shabbat. So if they did it 18 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever minutes before, and they've begun Shabbat if that was their mindset. If their mindset alternatively is, I'm just lighting candles to perform this mitzvah, so then uh, if their mindset is, I'm not accepting Shabbat, Shabbat hasn't begun. For argument's sake, you're staying in the uh, David Citadel and the King David in Jerusalem, and you lit candles, however you did it, you'll decide by the end of this class, but then you want to go to the Kotel, and you still have 45 minutes till Shabbat, and you're still able to find the cab ride. You're allowed to take that cab ride if your mindset was not to accept Shabbat with candlelight. The same, of course, would apply in any home uh, throughout the year as well. How is the uh, lighting uh, performed? Well, generally speaking, among Svaradim, the biracha is said prior to the lighting. You say the biracha, and then you light. Amongst Ashkenazim, in the opposite order, another class, another time, it's already been addressed on that matter as to why and how to do the birachot properly. Well, that being the case, let's begin with the laws of Shohan Aruch here in Siman Resh Samech Gimal where he addresses candle lighting on Shabbat. Shohan Aruch, citing from Harambam in Sa'if Aleph, writes, Yehezahir la'asot ner yafeh. It's important that you're careful to do and to construct and to have a nice, a pleasant candle. V'yesh mechavenim la'asot sheteh petilot. Of course, that's the Minhag Israel. We have two wicks, two candles. Why two candles? Ehad keneged zachor. 
Vehad Keneged Shamor, one for Zahoret Yom HaShavad LeKadeshot, the way the Torah describes Shabbat in Parashat Yitro, one for Shamoret Yom HaShavad LeKadeshot, the way the Torah has it in Parashat Vayet Hanan. Continues the Raman, he says you could of course have extra and additional candles as well. Who's supposed to be lighting candles? Before we even continue to Saif Bet, why are we lighting candles? It's a Gemara in Masechet Shabbat and Daf Kafhe describes this mitzvah of lighting candles. The Gemara doesn't make it fully clear as to the significance of the candles, but you can glean from in between the lines, from reading the words of the rabbis, that the significance is twofold. Number one, for using it on Shabbat. The Gemara talks about what's called Shalom Bayit. It should give light in the home, and as a result, you can have an easier experience, especially without electricity. It was very much necessary. But furthermore, the Gemara seems to, the Chachamim seem to have in mind as well, it's Kavod Shabbat. Kavod Shabbat means preparation for Shabbat. We get dressed in nice clothing before Shabbat to accept Shabbat appropriately. We then, on Shabbat, eat food to enjoy the Shabbat. Candles, ironically, have both aspects. You do it before Shabbat as a preparation. Uh, sometimes when you're preparing for an important meal, you don't light the candles on the table when the meal begins. You light them before him. And then you enjoy it while it's on the table. Who's supposed to be lighting those candles? Says Shohan Aruch here in Saif Bet, Ehad ha'anashim ve'ehad ha'anashim hayavim liyot bebatehem nerdaluk be'shabbat. Irrespective of whether you're a male or a female, it's important, it's necessary that you have a candle lit in your room or in your house on Shabbat. That would mean, by the way, that if you're living separate from your family, for whatever reason, you're in school separate from your family, you're with the guys for a weekend or for, uh, in a separate place, you need a candles lit in that home. Which means to say, this is not like Nerot Hanukkah, which you could perhaps lean and uh, go based on your parents at home. Over here, the necessity is that your home have lit candles on Shabbat, before and after, yes? Does it have to be where you we're going to address that. Give it a few seconds. Again, we do understand candles need to be lit in order to enjoy Shabbat. Enjoyment of Shabbat, the poskim say, is generally speaking associated with the place of eating. Of course, it's the place of dwelling in general, so the ideal will be in the place where you eat. And I imagine most of your households will have it so. You'll have the candles in the dining room. Uh, can it be elsewhere? Of course, that'll be relevant to our question, because if you're not lighting in the lobby of the hotel, you're going to want to do it in your room. And are you able to do it in your room? The answer is yes, because ultimately speaking, you want a candle lit in any and every place, so to speak, without electricity. You need light in order to see. Right? Continue Shohan Arucha. Filo en lo mayochal, shoel ala petachim, velokeach shemen, umadikan etaner, sheze bichlal onek shabbatu. Says Shohan Aruch, for onek shabbat, for the pleasure and the pleasantries of shabbat, it's important to go the extra mile and make sure you have candles, even if you don't have food. In certain circumstances, candle lighting takes precedence. Uh, how come you, 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 I imagine, your fathers are not the ones lighting? We read in Saif Bet, Echad Anashim Ve'echad Nashim. It's the words of Harambam, which Shohan Aruch cites here in Saif Gimal, Hanashim Muzharot Boyoter. We envision the women as more warned, more commanded on this than men. Why so? Generally speaking, of course it's stereotyping, but generally speaking, the women are the ones who are home more, who tend to household necessities more. As a result, this mitzvah, which is very much associated with the home, is a mitzvah that the women classically have embraced and fulfill for the family again. Okay. Saif Dalid, which is not on the page in front of you, is what I mentioned earlier, when and how to make the beracha. 
classically, traditionally, the Halabiyah, most of the Svaradim follow Shohan Aruch and they make the Berakha beforehand. Classically, traditionally, Ashkenazim make it afterwards. Again, a separate class to discuss that, how and when and, how and why. Sa'if Het, and this will bring us forward to issues that are more relevant to us, specifically in staying hotels, uh, staying in hotels and lighting candles. Shinaim o shelosha ba'ale batim ochlim bemakom echad. What about the following situation? You have in your home several guests. So they're staying in one home, different bedrooms, but in one home. Shohan Aruch brings two opinions as to the proper procedure in such a situation. In other words, envision it like this. Let's bring you back to the hotel before we do it in the home. In the hotel, and they set aside a room for candle lighting. Have you ever seen that? A room for candle lighting. So there's many people staying in the hotel. One room for candle lighting. Now, the first person who lit the candle in that room a, they're probably not really using that room, and the idea over here is to use it, to have it in a place where it could be used, but okay, let's make the argument that they'll spend a little bit of time in there. What about the next people who come and light in that room? It's already done. It's already done. Is it a berachal in such a situation? Says Shohan Aruch, two opinions. Maharil's opinion, his first opinion, you can make a beracha, even though you're just adding tosefet or, only enhances the light. The more light you have, the more beautiful, the more clear, the easier it is to see. And as a result, you can make a beracha. Continue. Shochan Aruch v'yesh megamgem badavar. So Shochan Aruch, but there are those. He's citing from Orzarua, but several other poskim as well that are not so fond about this uh, practice. What does Shochan Aruch in turn uh, instruct? Nachon nizaher besafek berachot v'leivarech elayhad. As a result, since it's safek berachot, there's a fear of beracha levatalah. Hey Jason, there's a fear of beracha levatalah. Maybe just get chair from down there. There's a fear of and as a result one person should light. Say it again. So it says, I mean, I'll put it in different words. Instead of saying they didn't have in mind, the practice of the second opinion in Shohan Aruch, which he's telling you to, to do is the person who lights initially should have everyone in mind. Now, does that follow suit in our homes? Not necessarily, because in our homes, Probably if your sister, if your brother is staying for Shabbat with their husband, with their wife, in that situation they have their own room. If they have their own room, so potentially if your parents are okay with it, they should light in that room. They light in that room and someone lights downstairs. That's the way to do it. If they can't light in the room, well, we'll have one of two options. Either just to be say with the mother and not to light, and that would be an option in a hotel as well. Or alternatively, maybe there's a lighting in the room via not a flame, but rather with electricity. And that brings us really to the crux of the class. The question is in a situation where you're staying in a hotel, you're not allowed to light in your room. Even if there is a lighting room downstairs, Shohan Aruch says, not the right thing to be lighting there with a beracha. There are different minhagim, even among Sephardic congregations. Some embraced this and said you could make a beracha. Safek berachot lehakel, we generally speaking, shy away from that. So if there's already lit candles in that room, don't add to the candles. Or if you want to do it without a beracha, but I want to make a beracha. I want to do hadlakat nerot. I, my wife, my mother, whatever the situation is, I'd like to have my own hadlakat nerot. And he told me I could do it in my room, but I can't really do it in my room because I'm in a hotel. And it's illegal to light in the room in many hotels, or at the very least it's against, 
It's against the, the unstated rules. They'll be very unhappy. There's a smoke detector. Things will happen. Things will go wrong if you said, so don't do so. Please, what can you do? Can you light electricity? Is an electric bulb sufficient for Hadlakat Neirot? The earliest source, to the best of my knowledge, to address this is source number two, is She'elot Teshubot Bet Yitzchak. This is over a hundred years ago. And in Yoredea, Helekal of Siman Kovchav, Sa'if Katanhe, he makes the following claim. He says, listen, electricity in his mind, in the majority, the vast majority of poskim, you'll be hard-pressed to find anyone who disagrees with this today, is Asur on Shabbat. If it's Asur on Shabbat, you have to imagine it constitutes ish. It's considered fire. If, if it's considered fire, so why isn't it the Hadlik Ne'er Shel Shabbat? As a result, his argument is quite clear. Since electricity we are considering as if it's fire, in turn, lighting candles with fire, electric fire, is certainly okay. And if you're forbidding it on Shabbat, it means you could use it for a candle. How could you make an argument against it? Well, first and foremost, we have to be somewhat clear. The electricity he's referring to is what we'd probably refer to as incandescent bulbs, or maybe halogen bulbs. That's where the electricity comes forth from the heating of a metal. He's not necessarily, probably specifically, not referring to LED bulbs or fluorescent bulbs, where the heat is not where the electricity is not generated from heat. That being the case, nonetheless, if you have an incandescent bulb in your room, in the hotel room, he's certainly clear in the room in your home when you're staying and someone's lighting downstairs, he's certainly clear in such a circumstance. Light that and do it with a bit of without any issue. Yes, Tal? So Tao says, well, maybe it's Asur on Shabbat, but we'll say Safik Berachot Lehakil in candle lighting. It's a nice claim. His claim is it's really Asur on Shabbat. It's not just a Homna. You could make that argument, and we'll see. Some will make that argument. A little bit more nuanced than you're saying, but indeed, the claim is a good one. Yes? If, if I light a candle in a hotel room, and it, cause, and it could cause me harm monetarily, should I still do it? No, you shouldn't light a candle in your room if you're not supposed to be lighting a candle in the room. No questioning that. At no point will I suggest otherwise. If they tell you not to, it's Hilul Hashem, it's dangerous for you, it's dangerous for others, don't do so. Go ahead. What about like Zafar and Shemot? Do you have to have like two Two candles. So two candles, as Shohan Aruch says, is a minhag. Right? He said over here, Yehez Zahir La'asot Ner Yafeh. V'yesh mechavinim la'asot shetev petilot. Right? So, you know, it's only yesh mechavinim. It's a minhag. Echad keneged Zafar, echad keneged Shamor. There are other claims against electricity over the course of time. In She'elot Tishubot Yehavedat Chilekeh Siman Chavdalet, here in the third source, Chacham Ovadia Yosef quotes from She'elot Tishubot Marshag. Marshag, his name was Rabbi Shimon Greenfeld. And he was asked about this matter. And Chacham Ovadia Yosef really sets him in his place. Because he quotes him at the end of this first line in the third source, the katav lo uchalomar davar barur binidonze. It says Rabbi Greenfeld wrote, I can't really be clear about this matter. Ki eneni baki betivainyan shel orha hashmal. I'm not really certain how electricity works. 
ובהשקפה הראשונה נראה, but nonetheless at first glance it would, it would seem, נראה לי, שאין יוצאים בזה ידי חובת ההדלקה. אז חכם עובדיה יוסף, one second, let me get this straight. You just prefaced your statement by saying, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not certain about how electricity works. And then you pulled back and said, but it would seem to me that it's forbidden. Says חכם עובדיה יוסף in his response to this in the second paragraph, ובאמת שנראה מדבריו של בריבי שאינו בקי כלל בעניין החשמל. He says he was quite in, he was quite honest. He told you he didn't know what it, about electricity was about. And as a result, in my opinion, says Hamvadia Yosef, he maybe should have kept quiet. He's trying to be Oser in a matter that he's not familiar with at the very least. And that's what he goes on to do. Hamvadia Yosef, I have a long list of contemporary poskim, deciders of halacha, who all state unequivocally that electricity on Shabbat constitutes ish. If it constitutes ish, says Hamvadia Yosef. Here's his long list. Take a look. We're going to read it very quickly. Third line, several words before the end of the line. I mean, if you haven't, I, I know I read it pretty quickly, but you had a lot of names there in a list. A lot of names, if you're familiar with the rabbinic world, big Ashkenazic names who all maintain unequivocally in a clear fashion that electricity is Asur and Shabbat because it constitutes Ish. Says Chacham Vadya Yosef, in turn, it would seem clear to me, again, Sheilot Tushbot Maharshag, and in line with our second source, Sheilot Tushbot Bet Yitzhak, that candles that are not actually candles in the way we would refer to them, but rather electricity, can be used for Hadakat Nerot on Shabbat. Parenthetically, Chacham Vadya Yosef writes afterwards that there's this either legend or what they say about Rabbi Chaim Salvechik, they say about Rabbi Chaim Salvechik, that in order to prove that electricity is Asur on Shabbat, when he got up to Boreme Oreha Esh in Havdalam, Motzei Shabbat, he would specifically go out of his way to use an electric light. Not as simple when it comes to Havdalah as it is when it comes to Hadlakat Nerot. There's more room, even Chacham Vadya Yosef himself is not very excited about doing Boreme Oreha Ish on electricity, although if you haven't gotten his picture already, when it comes to Hadlakat Nerot, he's going to be permitting. Yes? The only electricity There are other Isurim that are generally raised. The primary opinion is Havara is Ish. Yes. There's a Hazon Ish who has the opinion that it's Binyan, is another noteworthy opinion, but generally speaking, seen as a minority opinion. Havara ish is the main is the mainstream opinion when it comes to electricity on Shabbat. Are there other claims against electric uh, candle lighting? Indeed, there are. In source number four, Shelo Tshpot Mishpete Uziel or Chaim Siman Zayin. Who was Mishpete Uziel? His name was Chacham Ben Sion Meir Chai Uziel. He was a former uh, Rishon Lezion, chief rabbi of Eretz Israel. His claim goes like this, quite simple. He says, "Are you familiar with how electricity works? Electricity could go off at any point. Just last night." at least in my home in Allenhurst, we had a small blackout. That means electricity went out. If you're not in control of the electricity in such a situation, I'm not so certain, he says, that you should be lighting that candle. It's true you're not in control of the candle, but you're in more control as long as it's in a safeguarded area. Over here, you're completely dependent upon the electric company, and as a result, I like your face, Ezra, as a result, says, I'd rather you not. I'd rather you not be lighting candles 
through, uh, not actual candles, through electricity. And many others. Over here he's quoting, it's, it's, a, it's a citation of a letter from Rabbi Yosef Shaul El Yashar, but many others make the counterclaim as, as Hebert's face already did. I mean, let's deal with reality today. Maybe in the time of Mishpatel was Yale, especially in Israel at that time, it was probably Palestine at that time period, where there wasn't as much control, when it was a real third world country, when maybe you had a lot of outages on a consistent basis. In today's day and age, how often? And for what duration of time? And you're gonna tell me, let's say you tell me it's once a month. Let's say, does it take place on Friday nights? Do the statistics, how rare that is. To make that as your claim against electric lights for uh, candle lighting, says, uh, says, says uh, Rabbi El Yashar and many others, is a hard claim. All right, well, we're standing strong on this matter. It means that, again, bringing us back to our initial scenario, you're staying in the hotel room. And you don't have the pos possibility of lighting candles with a wick and a fire in the classic fashion in your room. You can't do it downstairs, or you could do it downstairs, but it won't be ideal. Shohan Aruch might tell you to do it in that room. Now, I should add already, if you have the following potential, you've solved a lot. If you could do it at your table, well, then you've really solved the issue. Right? But generally speaking, it's a little strange and a little hard to do so. You don't know where you're going to eat. You don't know how you're going to oh, In such a situation, they tell you, please do it in that room. In that room, Shohan Aruch says, I'm not so excited about you doing it. So you're not going to do it in that room, but you want to fulfill this mitzvah. You're doing it in your room at this point with electric lights. What sort of electric lights? With an incandescent bowl, with a halogen bowl. Are you going to find that in standard hotel rooms? I'd hope you'll try to, and if you don't, maybe bring a battery one in which it's actually working with that sort of technology. Yes? Robert, what about a fireplace or a gas oven? No question. No question if it's a fireplace. So you're turning it up. You're actually lighting a fire. Then there'd be no issue. I don't know what type of hotel rooms you go to. The last ones, uh, the last ever ones I've been to didn't have any fireplaces in them. Uh, so there is another claim. Yes, Ezra? Important question. We'll address that in a separate class when we deal with LED lights on Shabbat. But I will tell you that LED lights will end with, Avi Harari speaking, and Isur de Rabbanan. So it means it'll end with a rabbinic prohibition, not a, a biblical prohibition. Which means to say that for this reason, I would tell you don't light candles with it because it's not the classic unequivocal fire. But you'll say, so if it's not fire, then it's permitted. I will tell you nonetheless, it's prohibited midrabanan. I, I have to spend time to explain it. Aren't the candles only midrabanan? There happens to be a mahloket about that, but if we're assuming it's a classic onik Shabbat or kabot Shabbat, so we'll call that midivrenevi'im, Harambam says, it's pasuk in Sefer Yeshayahu. It might be midrabanan, but they've qualified it as lahadlik ner shel Shabbat. So even if they're prohibiting, even if we find the reason that it's prohibited LED lights on Shabbat, that doesn't mean it's prohibited because it is ish, it's a ner, it's prohibited because it's a quasi-ish or ner. Now, you might make the claim, okay, but if I'm in that situation, you're going to tell me not to, I'm going to tell you to do it without a beracha. If you're in that situation where you can't light anywhere else and you're lighting in your room with an LED light, I would tell you still to light, but do it without a beracha. 
Okay, but there's still claims even on the incandescent, even on the halogen bulbs. In Shelot Teshubot Harsevi, Helek Aleph or Hayim Siman Kufmem Gimal, he writes about this again in his Helek Bet. Harsevi, his name was Rabbi Tzvi Pesach Frank. If I'm not mistaken, he passed away in 1960. Hacham Yosef was actually very, very close with him. He was the chief rabbi of Yerushalayim for many years. Uh, his home is still, uh, I frequented it, I prayed in it many a time. But Hacham Yosef used to, it's uh, off, what's that? Not near Nachlaot. You're thinking about the Doved Mesharim, someone else. They were they were contemporaries. Uh, no, it's uh, it's near uh, it's near it's at, in the outskirts of Geula actually. Anyway, um, so that they had a very close relationship, and he Chacham Vadya Yosef in turn quotes him a lot. He had a lot of respect for Chacham Vadya Yosef. You're dealing with a time period during which Svaradim even today, but certainly then, were less accepted in the Ashkenazic, Halakha, rabbinic world. But he showed a great respect for Chacham Vadya Yosef, even as a young man. Anyway, so he's, he addresses the following issue. He says, maybe it's not considered Hadlaka because it's indirect. What do I mean by indirect? Well, I've flicked a light. Now, there was an electric current, and I've allowed for this current to go through I've dealt with the circuit so that electricity came forth, but I didn't actually directly bring forth that fire. Lehadlik ner gerama, lehadlik ner shel shabbat. Perhaps you wouldn't be able to actually permit it on Shabbat. The question of Dweck over here is it says, well, if it's Girama, maybe it's permitted. Unfortunately, I'll again bring you back to it. At the very least, it's Asumid Rabbanan. So that's, that, that's an important point to be made. It's an important question. It's important. Even Girama on Shabbat is Asumid Rabbanan. Any Girama you're going to be dealing with. Sometimes you'll tell me you found a situation where it's Girama, and the rabbi, you know it's permitted. It's because it's two Dirabbanans in that situation. Longer conversations for another time. But that's his question. He cites a Gemara on Masechet Sanhedrin. Some of you, if you learn Sanhedrin, yeah, go ahead. If you, wait, but when you flick a light switch, you're basically completing the circuit. Correct. So, shouldn't that mean that? But it means the current was already existent. All you did was close it. Perhaps we should. Cons- perhaps we can consider that gerama. Again, the the counterclaim is yours. I mean, by closing it, maybe that's not gerama. It was there, and I was kind of letting it through. He gives an example. The Gemara talks about this case. Zarak hayetz. The second line here in source number six. Zarak hayetz. You threw means you shot an arrow. Utris biado. And then on the other, on the receiving end. There's a uh, a tris. What's a tris? A um, what's it called? A shield. Uba'aher vinatla or vinatlo. And then another person comes, however, and he grabs that tris. He grabs that shield. Va'afilu. What's that next word? It's a typo. Something. Who? That's what you say. Who kadam unetalo? Even if you yourself, again, you defy the rules of speed. I don't know. Somehow, thank you so much. You speed over ahead of the force of speed of the arrow. So no, I guess we can imagine that today. You're on a super fast. You, you jump onto a car and it speeds you ahead or whatever something, and you get there, and you yourself into my Lambo, and you get there. Patur. You're patur in such a situation. You're not liable for the damage. One second, how am I not liable for the damage? I shot the arrow, and me myself, I took away the shield. 
at the time that you shot it, that you threw that arrow literally, we imagine the arrow as if it's broken. I bring you back to our electricity situation. Here's the arrow which is already shot. It's the electric current. It, however, is being blocked. You flick the switch, you've now closed it up. It's identical to our situation. The Gemara says patur, that's called gerama. Says Rabbi Frank, says Har Sevi, if that's the case, maybe it's not hadlakat nerot. Maybe it's ish, but it wasn't hadlakat. Says Rabbi Frank, well, I have several points to make on this. First and foremost, you might be right, he says, according to the opinion of Rabbeinu Tam. We won't address it in, at length, but Rabbeinu Tam's opinion in Tosafot, Masechet, Shabbat, and Daf is that if a candle was lit before Shabbat, don't just leave it, you have to extinguish it and then rekindle it in order to fulfill this mitzvah. So maybe, maybe, although the argument he claims could be made even according to Rabbeinu Tam, maybe according to Rabbeinu Tam you need an actual, what do we call it, hadlaka in order to perform this mitzvah. He says, but let's just pay careful attention to the words we saw. Why should, why should, how, how is the technology in a battery so much different? And again, if... If it's more direct, if you're right, I mean, uh, unfortunately, I'm, I'm, I'm deficient in this realm. If it is, so then all the more so. So then you can make the claim even according to Rabbeinu Tam, even to the, the, the detractors of this. But he's going to make the claim even when it's electricity. He says, bring you back to source number one. Remember Shohan Aruch? Let's look at the words of Shohan Aruch here in source number one. He's quoting the words of Harambam. Ve'ehad hanashim. Hayavim lihiot bebatehem ner daluk beshabbat. Let's translate those words again. Both men and women must have a kindled light in their homes on Shabbat. What does Shohan Aruch not write? What does Arambam not write? He doesn't write, you must kindle a light for Shabbat. He rather writes, you need to have it, which means to say, I don't care if it was direct or indirect. Do you have a candle lit in your home? Chalas, yasati To the extent that Rabbi Frank in Har Sevi goes further, he quotes from Magen Abraham the following Pesach Halacha. Let's say, it shouldn't happen to any of us, but you're rushing to Shabbat so much that you, your wife, your mother, your sister, forgot to light the candles. It's already Shabbat, Shkiat Hama, not 18 minutes. 18 minutes is a minhag. You're within the 18 minutes, you can still and should still light. You're past that 18 minutes, it's Shkiat Hama. How do you determine Shkiat Hama? There's this thing called Google. Put in Zmanim, put your location, and you'll get it all. It'll tell you sunset. That's all you need. My Zmanim, indeed. Or CalJ. There's all sorts of apps and things. That's how you'll figure this out. Okay, but you pass that time. You haven't lit candles. Says again, Abraham, who's a major commentary to Shohan Aruch. You know what a woman could do? You know what a man could do? Turn to a Nanju, ask them to light a candle, and make the Biracha on their lighting. Are you kidding me? You didn't light it. He quotes that Rabbi Akiva Eger questions Magen Abraham. How's this possible? You know what Har Sevi says? Of course, that makes a ton of sense. After all, is it necessary that you light it at all? Shohan Aruch told us you need a candle that is lit in your home. If it's indirect, if you didn't do it at all. Of course you can make the beracha. There's no problem in such a circumstance. And as a result, well, how many issues have we seen addressed countering the candle lighting with uh, electricity? We've seen several. First we saw Rabbi Greenfeld. Rabbi Greenfeld said, I don't know, this is not really a candle. Hacham Vadeh Yosef says, 
but it is ish, and that's how we're posek. Great. Then we dealt with Mishpatei Uziel. Mishpatei Uziel said, I'm not certain because electricity might go out. Uh, and Yaskil Abdi said, but it doesn't. And if it does, it's pretty rare. Then we saw, well, maybe there's a claim to be made. It's indirect, so it's not lahadlik. Do it. Enjoy it. But don't make a beracha. But who said it needs to be direct? Adarabah, quite the opposite is true from Shohan Aruch, from Harambam. Okay, let's take it back. Let's take it even later than these sources. Let's take it to late 20th century. She'elot tishubot or lesion chelek bet perek yod chet. Or lesion is written by, chelek bet is written from Hacham Ben Sion Hacham Ben Sion was the head rabbi of Yeshivat Porat Yosef. Yes, when this was published, he was already dead. Helek Bet was published posthumously. Regardless, his son attests in the Hakdamata or Lisyon on Shivi'it that every word in there is from his father. Okay, that being the case, in Or Lisyon, Hamben Sion an important Sephardic rabbi, the head rabbi of Yeshivat Porat Yosef, Haim Efshar Lekayem Isfat Adlakata Nerot, Benerot Hashmal. Easy question. It's our issue. And we, it's very practical for us. For him, it may have been somewhat theoretical. For us, you're in the hotel. It's pretty much your only way under many circumstances. Teshuba, nurat hashmal hadoleket al yedeh bataria o masber. Efshad lekayem ba mitzvah tatakat nerotim beracha. If it's lit by battery or by generator, then you can make a beracha. Aval, however, nura hadoleket al yedeh zerem hashmali hashmal aklali en yotzim ba yedeh chovat hadlaka. He says, but if it's from the general stream of electricity, which is provided from outside, can't fulfill. Why not? He tells you a little bit more clearly in his, in his notes on the bottom. His claim goes like this. When an electric stream is rushing through, in every moment, there is a new, so to speak, stream. Uh, hard to say it like that. It's not a new stream. But it says it's, say it again. It's like flowing. It's flowing, and the current, as a result, is not the same current, it's not the same force which initially powered it. Something along that. He would say it in words like that. Hard to say it scientifically, but that's his claim. So his claim goes like this. It says, well, if it's more direct, well, it's more similar to a candle with a wick in it. The candle with the wick derives from the oil, right? Derives from the wax. And you light that wick, and the wax or the oil is parallel in our situation to the electricity. Now, the wax and the oil is all there at all times, and it's just continuously lit as a result of that. What's that? So his claim is you need to kindle a ner. Right, that's the Lashon. Ladlik Ner. It's Lashon of the Gemara. You say light. It's not Ladlik Or Shel Shabbat. It's Ner. And as a result, we want it to resemble a Ner. His claim is this doesn't resemble a Ner. If it's more direct, if it's like the wick into the oil, the wick into the wax, then you fulfill it. If it's battery or, or generator uh, powered, he says it's more direct. 
if it's from the general electric current, he's not comfortable permitting. What's going to be the halakha al-ma'asir? Are we going to end with him? We are not going to end with him. We're going to end with Hacham of Adiyah Yosef's Pesach Halakha. Both in Eshe'elot Teshubot, Yachavedat Helekei Siman Chafdalud, which we read earlier in the source, as well as in his Hazon of Adiyah Helek Aleph and elsewhere, he is Posek Lahalakha the following. Kol, She'efshar Lehasig Nerot Shemen O Sha'ava. If it's possible for you to procure, to have either oil or uh, wax candles, I'll go further, and not only secure them, but to use them, in other words, it's permitted, based on, certainly those are the ideal. That's the classic candle. That I'll go further, he writes this elsewhere, I'll go further, that distinguishes between what I do throughout the week. Do you follow, we're doing something, yes, classically, candles were identified as the electricity. But let's be honest here, there's going to be electricity on. And that is hard to distinguish from what I do throughout the week, and I'm going to do anyway on Shabbat. How am I going to designate, again, it's a little bit above and beyond, and he's saying it's adif, it's ideal, I'm not going to designate that this is for onik Shabbat. The same way at meals on Shabbat, there'll be something special in terms of the food. Our clothing should be different on Shabbat in some way, so to the candles that are lit should be different. Does it mean they must be different? Does it mean that if you wore the same shirt, the same type of shirt during the week, and it's a beautiful shirt, and you wore it on Shabbat as well, you didn't do no, you did. It would be nicer, we can all say in an objective way. You wear your nicest things on the nicest occasions. As a result, it says, That's the ideal. That's a general important a statement. In general, when a person lights the candles, they should have in mind, your mother should have in mind, you should have in mind, or whoever's lighting, that they're not only lighting this candle, this is going to take care of all the lights in the home. After all, Hadlakat Nerot, again, although we commemorate it, we do it almost as a commemoration in one place, it was really throughout the house. We do it throughout the house with electricity today. So I'm lighting and I'm having in mind all the candles, quote unquote, all the electricity throughout the house should be fulfilled with this beracha, with this mitzvah. What about a situation where you can't procure, you can't get classic standard candles or our parentheses or you're in a hotel and you're not allowed to light with them. You're allowed to light to, with uh, electric lights. You fulfill the mitzvah. He continues and he tells you a little bit more about hotels in the footnote. Some hotels will have a hallway where they'll have a specific table. What's that table? And all the women who come, they all light on that table. It should say, In the rest of the rooms, there's no candles, there's just electricity. His claim is, again, that brought us back to source number one, Saif Het, that it's a potential if there's already electricity there, A, and already light there, A, B, you're not going to be benefiting from it. It's a potential and all the more so, he says, It's supposed to be in the place, ideally, where you're eating. If it's impossible, if you're incapable of everyone lighting in their room, 
What can you, what should you do? Yadlikot or a hashmalich voda shabbat. find an electric incandescent halogen bulb in your room, make the beracha and do the hadlaka there. Can you do it downstairs as well? Certainly. Why would you do it downstairs? You want to join in with everyone else. It looks nice. Fantastic, but do it in your room with the beracha and downstairs without the beracha. What if, again, you're in a situation where there is no incandescent bulb and you can't light a candle in your room, a classic traditional candle, and you can't light it at your table downstairs, you still should be lighting and having in mind this is for Shabbat, but don't make a beracha on it. In such a situation, we would say, instead of lighting it on that table in that room with the others, don't do it at all. So what have we discussed and addressed over the course of this class? The next segment in hotels and halacha, lighting Shabbat candles in a hotel. In general, you won't be able to light uh, um, candles, which are regular candles, in your room for safety reasons, for the laws and rules of the hotel. What can you, what should you do in such a situation? If you're able to, quote, be the first one down to the room downstairs, and you're going to potentially benefit from that room, you got it made for you. You got to be really early and make the beracha over there. When are we lighting the candles? Before Shkiata Hamam. What's the minhag? 18 minutes, generally speaking. Yerushalayim, some a little bit earlier. What if you want to do it even earlier because you want to get out? As long as you have in mind you're not Mechabel Shabbat, you can without any issue do so. But you're in that situation, you weren't the first one to light. And as a result, you want to do it in your room. It's what Shohan Aruch tells you, kind of, you should ideally be doing. But you can't do it in your room with a regular candle. You can and should, in such a situation, find a bulb, which is a classic electric bulb. Make the beracha. I know it sounds a little weird. I know it seems a little weird. There aren't two candles in such a situation. The poskim, by and large, have made the point to us that electric, can, electric bulbs on Shabbat will constitute not only ish, but ner and hadlaka as well. In such a situation, that's where and how you would make the beracha and do the mitzvah of hadlaka. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen